Sex and happiness both enrich our lives, yet it's surprising how few people can honestly say that they enjoy regular and fulfilling sex or describe themselves and their lives as happy. Host Lori Handlers helps you to experience real intimacy and happiness. You'll laugh a little, learn a little, and we hope put a smile on your face and a smile in your life. Now here's Lori. Hi everybody, this is Lori Handlers, and you're listening to an episode of Sex and Happiness, a show about your sex and your happiness. And today will be no disappointment. Today will be more, more, more towards your sexiness and your happiness. As always. My guest today is Orla Quinn. As an Irish shamanic practitioner and sacred sexuality coach, she works with expanded energies to help people source their sexual sovereignty so that they can live to their full creative potential and self-source love. Uh, Orla leads individuals and groups back to their soul truth. She inspires them to follow their soul purpose and to ultimately walk the high path of love as service to others. So welcome to my show today, Orla. It's wonderful to have you. Mm, thank you very much for having me. And yeah. um, hello to all your viewers. Yeah, it's wonderful. Yeah, it's great to have you. And, um, and today we're going to talk about conscious sexuality. Like, what does that mean? Why does that mean? But before we get to that, how did you get here? How did you become somebody interested in conscious sexuality? How did you get a shamanic path? How did you find out about sexual sovereignty? Most people didn't grow up knowing they were gonna be this. No, no, and I certainly didn't. <laughs> in, <laughs> fact, in fact, I grew up in, a, in quite the opposite. I grew up in a very Catholic, um, conservative background. Uh, in Northern Ireland at the back, backdrop of the Troubles conflict zone. So my, my reality was far from the reality of conscious sexuality. Um, uh, yeah, and, and it, so it was, a, it, was a long, it was a long path of awakening. It was a soul-searching one. Um, I've always followed the truth. So that was always my compass. I, I guess that's what brought me onto the path. Um, yeah okay good yeah that must have been something growing up in northern ireland during the during most of that conflict just must have been scary traumatic and all kinds of things so i'm glad you found your way out yeah yeah laurie i think it's um it gave a certain backdrop to I suppose you don't realize that you're in these kind of trauma traumatic situations until you get out of them, right? And it was only until I was much older when I was 18 and um, actually a bit older because I went to college. I went to college in Belfast as well, so it was still in Northern Ireland. So really only after I left college and started to spread my wings and go abroad that I realized actually there's a whole different reality out there mm -hmm. and my norm the norm I had growing up was not most people's norm um and and I suppose my norm would have been one of high stress you know that fight freeze that fight free um the, the freeze fight or flight yes. kind of with the nervous system 
in these kind of conflict zones, you don't realize actually how highly strung actually are, how much you are on high alert all the time. That is your norm. So it's really until you come outside of these situations that you realize how, you know, how, how different you actually are for most people. So yeah, that has been a process of, yeah, very much a healing of, of the nervous system, right? So really coming into full embodiment of, um, of my, my, this almost like a new embodiment, right? So changing those old programs, those old beliefs, certainly that old state of fear and I alert into one of peace, calm and love. Beautiful. Yeah. So, yeah, Success. wonderful. I'm glad to hear it. I, I wish that for, I wish that for everybody else in war torn and conflict uh, ridden uh, climates and places uh, for sure. And I imagine that conscious sexuality coming into conscious sexuality helped. That's a big embodiment piece. So tell us a little yeah. bit about that. Like, how did you like stumble upon conscious sexuality or seek conscious sexuality? How, how did your, um, your radar or your, they call it teleological mechanism, something that eliminates things and searches out other things. So how did your mechanism search out conscious sexuality? Yeah, well, it goes back to what I was saying before about my mm -hmm. compass being my truth. And, mm -hmm. you know, and I've always, um, I've always had a very clear uh, insight as to what I'm supposed to do. I started off as a teacher. I qualified as a teacher. I wanted, thought I wanted to teach. Um, so I went through that training and I, 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 I practiced for many years until I got disillusioned. I became disillusioned by the kind of the the curriculum the institutions that I was teaching in and you I actually there was there was a higher truth for me out there that's mm -hmm. when I started a new career in international development and I went abroad and I yeah I, I became interested in human rights and I worked in that area of human rights um, educating people and um, and helping people to become advocates for human rights and Again, I thought this is my higher truth. This is my passion, right? This is what I'm here to do. Again, I became disillusioned. I came disillusioned with, um, with the, with the sector that I was working in, and knowing that that that's not the ultimate truth. There's more to seek. There's more. There's more to seek out there. And I suppose that's what started. This was around 2012, and I st I was starting to get downloads that's when my ethereal body started to come in and I thought I was being possessed. I was scared. I was really scared. I, I couldn't really make sense of any of this because my world was academia. My world was mental. So sort of having these altered states of embodiment scared the hell out of me. You know, mm -hmm. I, I, I didn't, I didn't know how to manage it. And those around me that I was asking didn't really, couldn't really help me, couldn't really explain it. So I went to Peru, I, I, I quit my job. Um, my body was starting to really, um, starting to change and that caused sickness. And so I had to leave my full-time employment. Like I had to actually leave my career. Um, and I, and I went, I went to Peru. I went to I went to the Sacred Valley in Peru and I spent a long time in Peru um, 
I could say, yeah, going on that soul path of finding, you know, the truth of who I am and what I'm here. And that being being the soul truth, I mean like the soul truth of who I am. And um, not not yeah. the not the learned not the learned version of me, but the actual soul side of me, the soul part of me, the soul truth of mm-hmm. me of what I'm here to do. And and that's the the shamanic that was the shamanic path. Um that that eventually then you know it was the deep it was the going into the depths right so letting go of a lot of the ego a lot of the mental constructs that I had established in in my career spanning over you know almost 15 years letting go of that old Orla that old version of Orla and sort of coming into into this new this new being that was um that was very much destined to do the work to do this work um and so it so it was a it was a it was a long path of transformation a very difficult path of transformation mm-hmm. um it didn't didn't happen overnight it took it took many years to to really establish and and it was the shamanic path that brought me to conscious sexuality it brought me actually to the gates of ista where i ultimately met you laurie um <laughs> <laughs> but you know it's the you know being this huge temple arts and because because Ista works in the shamanic realm if you know it was a natural it was kind of an it was a very natural path for me it was it was almost I, I knew why I sought that out uh, because that was the path I had worked on you know I'd, I'd come from that path of shamanic, yes. shamanic, shamanic techniques shamanic practices shamanic methods to really do that self-discovery work. So, yeah, so ISTA, ISTA was like my, my home from home, you know? Yeah, yeah. I see how it all fits together now. I mean, I didn't know all this, so it makes perfect sense that, uh, that you would find your way to sacred sexuality um, and connect shamanism with sexuality, with spirituality, I mean, the same way that ISTA has. So, so now you're doing a, you are planning and executing a conscious sexuality summit. And I, I imagine this all comes out of the work that you did in Peru and then the work that you did at ISTA and so on. It's like, it's, mm-hmm. uh, you're culminating things. You're, you're bringing things together in a, in a culmination of, of all of this. So tell us a little bit about the creation of the summit and then, uh, and then we'll have a little break and then we'll come back and we'll find out more details about you and the things you're focusing on. So sure. what's the Sexuality Summit? Okay, so the Conscious Sexuality Summit is being launched. It's currently um, being, um, or it's currently in that planning stage, right? Um, I'm recording and it's being launched in June, be launched on the 21st of June. June, and that's I'm putting the date in 2019 because sometimes people listen to these podcasts much later than the year <laughs> that, or they listen to them again. So June 21st, 2019. Yeah, right. So it's going to it's going to go live on the on the 21st. It will be on my website, you know, thereafter. So even if your viewers miss it, um, or your listeners miss it, we they can they can access it afterwards. Um. Yeah, so my intention, I suppose my intention was to um, was to create a platform where people who are practicing this work and um, that are doing 
tantra work or who are you know who are practicing um, sacred sexuality um, in their own practice working with others working on relationship healing coaching um, particularly in Ireland I wanted to give them a voice I wanted to give them a platform to talk about their work um, and the main reason to sort of that was that's one reason to give them a platform to be able to speak to their work mm -hmm. But the overall sort of aim was to actually get all of these messages out to the mainstream because, you know, I don't know in in the US, but certainly in Ireland, this is um, this topic is still quite fringe. It's still quite marginalized. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I feel like the, those of us who are doing the work have a responsibility to speak about it, just like you're doing so fantastically with your show, Laurie. You know, there's we have a responsibility to talk about this um, and to spread this message that, um, you know, not just to work in our little pods, but actually to 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 share this message because I feel society ready for it. It's um, and so it's our responsibility to to put the word out there. Um, and certainly in Ireland, I think. Well, I know that this is the first of a kind. Um, there has been no summits in Ireland on this topic of conscious sexuality. Well, certainly, mm -hmm. I don't think sexuality at all. Um, um, because, yeah, because a lot of practitioners are just working, you know, in their own in their own areas. And they're not really, they haven't had a chance to kind of look up and see who else is doing this work. And certainly an opportunity to maybe broadcast what they do, you know, talk about the wisdom that they have and how and why they do the work they do. Yeah. So I think that someone is going to serve a real purpose in um, for, for Ireland and beyond, um, just to show people the powerful work that this is and that, you know, that they can access, given all they need to do is know about it. You know, that's the first step. Right. The first step is to know that there's something available and that they're, if they're thinking about it, they're not alone. I mean, yeah. uh, for me, the, one of, some of them, it was amazing to teach in Ireland I feel uh, I was privileged to teach in Ireland twice. And um, yeah, there, well, I mean, I asked point blank in one of the classes, it was probably the class you were in, how many people had suffered sexual abuse and every single hand went up. I mean, so there's things going on. I don't know if they're all still going on, but there was, there were trespasses against the person um, without consent uh, in everybody's background. Every hand went up. The only hands that didn't go, didn't go up was there was a participant from Australia and another participant from England, I think, and one from the US. Those hand, three people's hands didn't go up. Everybody else's hands in a class of 30 or so, hands went up. So. I'm glad you're doing this. I think it's important. It's important to open the conversation so people know that they can heal and people know that they're not alone and they don't have to be hiding anymore about trespasses that happen. I mean, that's just one piece of the puzzle. You know, the other pieces of the puzzle is there's joy and freedom and sovereignty to be had from conscious sexuality. Wonderful stuff. But the first part that we have to dig up is the healing piece that needs to take place and I was I mean I was flabbergasted I just for the hell of it asked the question and the hands flew up 
Um, and it didn't matter what gender, it didn't matter the age of the people, nothing mattered. It was just like everybody from Ireland raised their hand. So, so yeah, that, so can I, yeah, can I say something about this, Laurie? Yeah. yeah, it's, um, you know, the, the stat is one in four. Um, you know, it's, it's really high. It's extremely high. And it's, you know, and it's a very sad, unique situation in Ireland with regards to this particular, you know, trauma um of sexual abuse um mm -hmm. and it's all kinds of sexual abuse yeah um but very often it does happen in childhood and that one in four is children yeah so yeah i think it's definitely a particular case in ireland and you know and i don't want to get into the there's many reasons for that right yeah. um and, and it's vast but i i do feel that this this is the this is the reason why i titled my um my summit not only conscious sexuality and subtitles the truth of the matter because i do believe what you're saying is you know what you're saying about yeah there's there's joy there's happiness there's you know the the conscious sexuality route brings so much open-hearted love but before you get there you need to heal you need to heal the trauma right and, and this is where we are in ireland you know this is where uh, you know in terms of in terms of the collective let's just talk about this the collective consciousness of this society there's still trauma here from that abuse that has happened over generations you know like this is this is generational um, yes there's there's a lot of it that's carried in the lineage as well as in you know on person um so yeah so it's this is, you know, this is where, where certainly the campaign, the Me Too campaign, revelations, um, recent revelations of the abuse that happened in in, in these church institutions in Ireland. Mm -hmm. These have been, you know, these revelations have been coming, outpouring sort of over the last decade in Ireland. So there's been so much, there's so been so much truth being spoken. Um, and so it, it's giving courage to those victims who have their own story that they've been holding on to for far too yeah. long. And it's giving yeah. them the courage to speak out also, right? And name, you know, seek justice for, for, for their abuse. Yes, mm. yes. All right, well, we're, gonna, we're actually going to take a break here. When we come back, we're going to really focus on some of the subjects that uh, you're hoping to bring out, uh, aiming to bring out in this, in this summit. And, and cause I also, I don't want to focus on, um, the trauma only, although I think it was important to name it and to speak it. Um, I have, I have a lot of feelings about it, um, and how it's interwoven into, um, Irish people's personalities. Like there's, there's a way of disempowerment that happened uh, by being like conquered and divided, not only by a nation, by another country, but also by uh, the uprooting the institutions of the very country. So it's very political um, in nature. And um, yeah, I just, there's so much to say. Let me just say this and then we'll go to break. I just came from Scotland. I was, I, I was for the first time in Scotland and I noticed similar patterns there. And I said to 
my co-facilitator, James, who's Scottish, I said, uh, it doesn't feel as, um, it doesn't feel as uh, horrific as what's happened in Ireland. And he said, oh, it was just as horrific. It's just that it happened earlier. It's, it's, it's longer ago. So the, what happened in Ireland is more, uh, it's more close. He's, and then I saw some of the same similar patterns of people just not being able to speak their truth or feel themselves or feel empowered when speaking and needing all kinds of permission to just be. And I would just go, come on, just spit it out. Like, it's okay. There's nobody in this room judging you, you know, like just get a little more arrogant or something, you know, <laughs> <It's just> like, <laughs> But I saw I saw some similar um, similar polarities, similar things, similar. Uh, so it brought me all back to uh, being in Ireland those those few times that I was there, and um, yeah. So this is good. I'm I'm totally in favor for what you're doing. I'm excited about what you're doing, and I want to like bring this to as many people who will hear it and and use it and take it and run with it, you know, and, and, and heal themselves. So uh, we're going to take a break. Uh, we'll, and uh, when we come back, we'll talk about what actually the kinds of things you're going to be uh, focused on in the summit. Uh, if you just tuned in, you're listening to Sex and Happiness. And uh, I'm Laurie Handlers, the host, and I'm interviewing Orla Quinn. And she's putting together a summit on conscious sexuality, which is which will go throughout the world, but will be focused primarily on Irish practitioners, Irish teachers, people who are bringing the gift of conscious sexuality to Ireland. Hallelujah. <laughs> so <laughs> we'll be right back. Stay tuned. Did you ever stop to think that love is your birthright? That you don't need to earn it or prove it? You just need to live it. I'm personally inviting you to the path of true love, power, and freedom. If you're ready to enliven your soul through conscious sexuality and dive deeply into profound ritual that frees your heart, I'm inviting you to join us for the spiritual sexual shamanic experience. This is better known to most of you as the ISTA Level 1 training. I am regularly leading these courses along with a team of accomplished facilitators all around the world. As a matter of fact, these trainings have taken place in 34 countries. For information on when I'm leading, go to ButterflyWorkshops.com. Or for a full schedule, you can go to SchoolofTempleArts.org. Please consider this invitation seriously because love and freedom are your natural state of being. Are you wondering what book to read to jumpstart your life? Get the best from relationships? Attain the deepest feelings of intimacy? Do you want the best sex along with great happiness? Get your copy of Sex and Happiness, The Tantric Laws of Intimacy by Lori Handlers right now. You'll learn how to make love in the unknown Take the performance anxiety and reaching a goal out of sex. You'll learn subtle ways of communication and really important practices to empower you when dealing with an intimate partner. You'll let go of blame and struggle 
Doesn't this sound great? Sex and happiness puts the innocence back into sex and gives Tantra the respect it deserves. Take charge of your life, physically, emotionally, and spiritually with Sex and Happiness by Lori Handlers. Only nineteen ninety nine paperback and fourteen ninety nine ebook. Order your copy today by going to butterflyworkshops.com. That's butterflyworkshops.com for your copy of Sex and Happiness. My question for people right now is if you're a woman who could use a little zest and zing in your arousal response, or maybe you know women or a woman who could use this, because many women say that their feelings of desire, arousal, and sexual satisfaction don't happen as naturally or as often as they'd like. So I want to tell you about Zestra, because Zestra was developed to meet this much-needed option for women. Uh, Zestra is safe and a patented blend of botanical oils and extracts, and it's created to help women have increased sexual sensations. Zestra comes in convenient single-dose personal packets, Each packet keeps the essential arousal oils and extracts free, fresh, and safe from light. And with application of Zestra, it starts to work within three to five minutes. And at about 10 minutes, there's something called the Zestra Rush. And that can last up to about 45 minutes. The great news is that Zestra can be used as frequently as you like during each sexual experience. Now, I'm somebody who believes that all women deserve sexual satisfaction. That's why I do this show, in case you hadn't noticed. So I believe that men and women deserve sexual satisfaction. So if you're a woman who isn't getting that kind of arousal response that you want, please call 877-426-8047. That's 877-426-8047. And please remember to say you heard about Zestra from Laurie Handlers on the Sex and Happiness Show. We are back with Sex and Happiness. And again, I'm interviewing Orla Quinn. And Orla is putting together a summit on conscious sexuality. She herself is a shamanic practitioner and sacred sexuality coach uh, in Ireland. And um, she she's committed to people's sexual sovereignty so people can live to their fullest creative potential. And... and um, finding the path of love as service to others. So Orla, we covered a lot in that first segment. Let's talk about uh, the actual, some of the subjects that you're, that you're wanting to hit. Like you have, there's some in conscious sexuality, there's something about the inner warrior and boundaries. Can you say something about that? That uh, so why it's so important for people, the part, where they get boundaries. Yeah. It comes back to what we were talking about before the break, Laurie, around, you know, trauma, right? A lot of us start with trauma. Um, And certainly those seeking sexual healing, you know, they do it for that reason, because they have uh, very often, not not obviously in all cases, but very often um, they, they come because of their own wounds. Um, and so this is the place to start, right? You don't you don't suddenly jump into the deep end before you do your own healing, um, and and for that it's really about looking at 
yeah, where, you know, releasing the trauma. So using the shamanic techniques, some of those emotional release techniques that we, that we learned in ISTA, like using some of these techniques to help release trauma in the body. And it's very like, this is the, this is the powerful aspect of this work is that it's somatic. It's, it's body work, right? Because mm-hmm. as we know, these traumas get locked in the body. It's not just in, in one, you know, it's not just in the mental realm. It's actually physically, the physical embodiment. So, you know, so you start with working there, but, you know, this is where you also have to start building because this is where it, where these trauma also affect your ability to know boundaries, right? Because if you've been violated or trespassed your body, then how are you to know what are healthy boundaries, right? So you have to almost start in that place of, of knowing that you have a right to, to seek consent, right? People can't just touch you without consent. Um, and this is a big one, you know, this, this is a really big one. And, um, and I know that Betty Martin has done wonderful work on this with the wheel of consent um, and how to ask for what you want and how to say yes, you know, how to say no, as well as yes, and name your desires. But it's about bringing healthy boundaries in sort of knowing the language, because very often, we've we've had no sex education around this right there's schools are totally ill-equipped for you know establishing for helping young people establish healthy relationships so we're starting kind of late in life to sort of to to learn the language around this how to ask you know for what we want and how to say no to what we don't want so you know this this is um this takes this takes time, you know, again, this doesn't happen overnight. This takes time. It takes, it takes practice. It takes, it takes many, many different relationships to engage with in order to really fully establish what is okay with you in relationship. Because of course, there's no point in doing this by yourself, right? You need a mirror to sort of see, is this okay with me? You know, them being this close or that close, or is it okay for them to spend you know spend spend so much time with me or you know like it's not just intimacy you know it's, it's no not it's, just it's everything it's everything it's everything it's and it's all relationships we're talking you know family relationships friend relationships work relation colleagues we're, we're talking the whole you know the whole spectrum um but i suppose especially this gets triggered in romantic intimacy right so like this is where in the bedroom kind of having clear being really clear in terms of what you want and what you don't want is difficult if you've never done that before so you yes, have to learn these too, if you're, especially too if you are afraid you won't be loved people are afraid they won't be loved unless they go along benny martin says that uh the biggest trespass against self is going along with just going along with whatever to be loved because that's what we had to do as babies we had to go along with when they want to feed us and which which uncle or aunt was going to hold us and who was going to pinch our cheek and every everything like that and so as adults until we learn what we're a yes to and what we're a no to we kind of go along just to be polite to be loved to fit in 
to think well of ourselves and to hope that the other thinks well of us. And we don't realize that when we say no to certain things that are not for and in favor of us, people actually love us more. You know, when we exercise the right of differentiation, like I'm different from you and what I like and say yes and no to may be completely different from what you like and say yes or no to. And I'm loved for that. I'm not loved for going along with, you know, (laughs) that just makes me part of a crowd. It doesn't make me me. I I actually love that about you, Laurie, um, because I when I when I did the when I did the Easter training where you were teaching at, you really stood out for me. You know, you were bold, you were brash, um, but I loved it. You know, I loved the sovereignty that you held that I knew in myself I didn't, and I see in many of the participants around me we didn't. You know, we were in that place of going along with because we knew no better. So, you know, it's so true, like having, having these role models in your life is so important to sort of see that actually sovereignty is beautiful. You know, sovereignty is, sovereignty is so safe because <laughs> you know, you know, you know the truth with someone who's sovereign, you know, because they, because you can trust their no, you can trust their yes. So exactly. there's no, there's no hidden agendas. There's no manipulation. There's no, there's no real shadow. Shadow doesn't really get to exist in that world where truth resides, right? So, you know, so where sovereignty is, is beautiful. Like sovereignty is just, it's, and that, you know, boundaries is the road to sovereignty. And, you know, this is for me, this is where it's the first step really, you know, you, and, and this is not saying you have to be a, um, you have to be, um, not in relationship or, you know, um, out of relationship to do this. I mean, you can do this in relationship. You can do this with a partner. Um, yes. But the self-sovereignty is, you know, they will love you even more when you're, when you're clear on your needs, when you're clear on your totally. boundaries, when you're clear on your no. Totally. But, you know, we don't, I, I didn't grow up knowing that either. I mean, it's not, it, that didn't get into me either. I don't think I had, uh, I had other kinds of trespasses. I, I had, a, I had mental trespasses in my growing up and I didn't know anything about those things. I mean, to me, what I used to do when I was in relationship was I would hint at the things I didn't like. I would kind of hint. Uh, I would never directly ask for what I wanted. I would complain and hint. And then when the person did the thing so many times, then I would explode. My boundary would come when I was so angry that there would be an explosion like a volcano and they go, what? What are you so angry at? You know, I've done this 25 times before and you didn't get upset. No, I did get upset. I just didn't tell you because I I went along with, you know, and I hinted and that was a terrible strategy. And so I used to have these big blow ups. Um, yeah, and then on the other side, I didn't also respect anybody else's boundaries because I didn't know what they were. I didn't have any. So they used to then have to get mad at me for for trespassing their boundaries. It's so important. It's such a key piece to growing up that we're just, that's just totally overlooked. They think that just saying no, they, whoever they, the, the powers that be, 
who are in charge of what kind of sex education we're going to get. Boundaries are important for all education. It's not just sex education and just say no doesn't, there's, it doesn't get, it doesn't cut it. There's, it's not a, it's not a solution. So what we're talking about is really self-love and then being able to love another and be loved. Um, when I have boundaries, it's easy for me to love another because I don't let them cross my boundaries. And my boundaries, by the way, are flexible. So once I know someone respects my boundaries, I don't need them to be as staunch as they were um, in the beginning, except about some things. I mean, there are some things that that's it. I'm not doing that. You know, no, don't, don't ask me that. That's not for me. Um, but it's so much easier to communicate and be clear and then know that, yeah, I'm being loved for who I really am, not for some pretense mask that I'm putting on to be pleasing. So it's, it's, so you, it's one of your topics too. I um, you know, you have a topic about cosmic union, um, mm. having intimacy with self and others. And I think it starts with boundaries and with yeah. healing, with taking self-responsibility to heal the wounds and then having boundaries to protect the soft, squishy person inside. You know, I might be brash on the outside, but I'm very squishy on the inside. <laughs> so I'm like this, you know, to protect like some butter that's very yeah. meltable inside, you know. And um, mm. yeah, if someone doesn't like how I am, it's good. They should go away quick. <laughs> so I don't have to be invested in them, you know, like, because it hurts. You know, it hurts to be invested in people mm -hmm. that that don't like, uh, that are very judgmental or whatever. So I, if they don't, I, my exterior is designed to have them run away quick. <laughs> I think, you, you know, like Laurie, I think this is the thing, you know, with boundaries, it's, you know, it's like I say, it doesn't happen overnight. It takes time to reestablish boundaries. And it does mean letting go. It's like what you said, you know, not everybody's gonna like me and that's okay, you know, because, that's healthy as well. We, we're not here to please everyone. You know, we're, you know, we grew up thinking we had to, right? The, certainly here in Ireland, we're a yes kind of country where you're here to please others. So, you know, the, the, there has been a lot of deconstruction around that, but you know, it's, it's, it's about the truth of the, the truth of it is that we're not here to please. We're here to, no. to honor our own needs. We're here to honor ourselves, And in doing so, we we get to honor other people in that high in that high space in that high regard right so mm -hmm. you know by pleasing others we're sort of we're operating in this low this low low ego kind of state of being and we're we're, we're attracting others in that state of being you know it's it's like what you were talking about earlier the shadow you 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 attract those that you need and you know, and you and you describing around um, being triggered, and how you would be triggered and triggered, and and then finally explode. But you know, it's it's like you needed someone to really to 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 really see to to egg you on to do that, so that you could see it. And this plays out in a relationship. This is why relationships are good because we actually need to see what we're holding on to. Yes. And 
you know, and, and, and go into that, and into that place of correction, right? Into that place of healing those old wounds so that we can, that we can grow. I mean, our job here is to grow. Our job is to, to constantly change, right? <laughs> like this is the other, I have to blow that other myth out of the water that, you know, we're not, we're not, we're not here to change, right? People don't like change. People like to stay the same, do the same thing. No, we're here to change. We're constantly changing. As you said, boundaries are flexible. Yeah, because it's the, it's the thing. If you do the foundational work, if you do the foundational work, then you get to, then you get to be flexible. Then you get to sort of, you know, play with your boundaries, you know, see, see where you can test them a bit more, test them a bit more. Right. Because ultimately what we're doing and look at my hands are in the place of the heart. It's like, we're constantly pushing the door open to our heart because of course, if we've got too many boundaries, we're keeping this closed. Right. So we're constantly, we're constantly pushing out, and, and breaking the cage of our heart so that we are letting the love in. We're letting the love in and we're able to give the love. Beautiful. Um, well, I call the other thing barriers. So if, if we're barriered, then we don't let the heart open, but boundaries are permeable. I see the boundaries as like cellular membranes. It lets, keeps out toxins, but it lets in nutrients. And uh, the other thing is, is barriers. Um, you know, you reminded me of something um, with the heart. I guess for, you know, someone asked me recently, what would I tell my younger self? What do I know now that I would tell my younger self? And I, I would tell my younger self to, to not worry about getting my heart broken. I would get my heart broken over and over again because my heart just expands every time. And... Mm. The other piece is that I attracted very strong, very oppositional people to me in those days, long ago. And uh, because I had to stand up to them, I became this who I am now, you know, like I couldn't, I'm sort of badass, you know, and I couldn't be this badass person if i hadn't faced what i faced and mm -hmm. so if pe if people could actually take their traumas when they get conscious of them and see that they're a gift and turn it around um rather than staying a victim to it they can uh, they would receive uh, some very big empowerment that's my stand on that stuff you know that um turning everything, making lemonade from every lemon. So I, I just, I needed to say that because it's, it's, it's in the mix of what we're talking about. You know, we need to go to break again for, for a moment. So um, let me just say, when we come back, we'll actually just, we'll talk about the summit. You can give us some uh, highlights of some of the speakers. I think you have a lineup, some of the things they'll be talking about and, and maybe we can, touch on one other important thing. Everything we're talking about here is important, like important f to everyone and to Ireland in particular, you know, so it's universal. Um, 
and it's time for this to happen in a big way in Ireland. So I'm excited. I'm really excited about what we're talking about. So anyway, we are, you're listening to Sex and Happiness. I'm with Orla Quinn and we are having a delightful time. Uh, it's, we're visiting as well as doing an interview. We're having a, we're having a soul connection about things that are, super important on the planet right now and on how people are dealing with themselves um, shamanically and uh, psychologically and physically embodying uh, certain practices to heal, to heal both. It's both personal and transpersonal. It's for myself, but it's also from women because I am one. It's also for men because I relate to them. It's also for my country, your country. It's political uh, and it's personal and transpersonal. It's, it, it's important for people in this day and age to, to get emp empowered. And that's really what we're talking about. So we'll be right back and we'll talk about the Conscious Sexuality Summit and why it's so important for you. So many times you've heard Lori talk about emotional release on this show. She says over and over again how important it is for you and your loved ones. Now you can do emotional release in the privacy of your own home. And you can practice Lottie Han too, meditation that prepares you for making love in the unknown. In her CD, Shamanic Release and Lottie Han, she creates a safe and sacred space in which you can do the powerful work Lori is known for in her Butterfly Workshops courses. Lori sets you up with the proper positioning and breathing. Then she guides you through each emotional state to the beat of tribal African rhythms. This CD actually provides an easy way to do emotional clearing work on a regular basis. Order your copy of Shamanic Release and Lottie Han today and watch your relationships walk free of emotional baggage. To order your copy, go to ButterflyWorkshops.com right now. As a sex and happiness coach, I understand that increased sexual participation intensifies sexual responsiveness and desire, as well as overall health and well-being. My experience with a Sibian has personally increased my sexual response, and I can now train women to use this machine to have peak orgasms as often as possible. I strongly believe this will add to their health and well-being whether they have a partner or not. The beauty and the miracle of the human body is that it adapts and changes much more rapidly than people change their beliefs or their opinions. The Sibian can make any woman's body more resilient with each peak orgasm. Sibian is an amazing experience often described as the Lamborghini of sex toys. If you're a woman and you can get yourself to look at Sibian, you should do so. It won't take away from your partner. It will only add. Trust me on this. I love my Sibian. Go to Sibian.com. That's S-Y-B-I-A-N.com. Or call 1-800-253-6135. That's 800-253-6135. 6135 and say Lori Handler's told you about Sibian. And by the way, if you do have a partner, ask about Venus for men. That's Venus, V E N U S, for men. 
We are back with Orla Quinn and myself, Laurie Handlers. We're talking about conscious sexuality. And the time for it has come in Ireland and, um, and everywhere else. <laughs> so, uh, so we're focusing today on Ireland, but we're, you know, anyone else listening, this is for you too. Don't, don't think you can escape it. <laughs> if, you grew, if you didn't grow up with this stuff, I don't know what planet you grew up on. Really, I don't. So Orla, tell us a little more about the Conscious Sexuality Summit. You're going to have people, are you going to have speakers on soul purpose? Are you going to have, um, let's see, unity, cosmic unity, being loved, like loving the earth, loving people? You know, what are the subjects and what are some, who are some of the people that you've gathered? Yeah, right. Well, it's, um, yeah, it's a big, big question. Um so I have, I have, there's 14 speakers all together and some of them, they're not all Irish based. Um, okay. I have a few international guests speaking as well. Um, some of those international guests have uh, worked in Ireland. So they, they know the Irish context like yourself. Um, mm -hmm. But some of them haven't. Um, so some of your, some of the U S guests I have is um, that, that your listeners might know is Alina Tonetti birth into being um, and Patricia Albert mutual awakening. So evolutionary relationships. So these are big, these are big names, big teachers. They have been for me anyway. Um, so, um, so I'm excited. I'm super, super excited about who, has answered the call <laughs> and um, and yeah and like I say it's be, it's been an, a wonderful opportunity for a little bit of networking to happen in Ireland and just with mm -hmm. those practitioners those of us who are doing the work um, you know I'm based in in County Clare um, so in a very kind of rural area of Ireland um, and and it's just nice to know that I'm part of a bigger network right um, and I think it's important that we touch base. It's important that we build these structures to start communicating um, and supporting one another. Um, so, yeah. So in terms of the subject areas, I mean, so diverse, um, you know, we've, we have talked, I mean, people come from different backgrounds, some shamanic backgrounds. So, you know, they talk, um, they talk about some of the stuff that have, that we have actually covered in, in this particular interview. Um, Others have come from more sexological body work, sort of Joseph Kramer's work. Um, and yeah, and so there's, there's a kind of, um, there's a diversity of lens in which some of us have come to the work. And so that's been really interesting to sort of explore with people because, you know, when you don't come from that background, it's nice to know, it's nice to hear, it's nice to get mm -hmm. a little taste of, of, of their journey. It's nice to get a taste. And, and this is kind of how I start each interview is really exploring their journey, just like you've done with me, explore their journey of where they, where they came and where they trained, who they trained with and, you know, what, what shaped their work today, basically. Um, so yeah, so the topics have just have been di diverse to, you know, exploring this topic of, of, of boundaries, consent, to, um, to looking at this, this sovereignty, the sovereign self, the sovereign truth, um, to then coming into this right relationship 
lifestyle, right? This kind of, the more that we, the more that we can self-love, like we talked about, the more then we can um, relate in a healthy, loving way. And our, our relationships just keep evolving then, right? So it's like our heart, our heart, our heart keeps expanding the more we welcome in these relationships of love. Um, and, and yeah, and so that evolutionary, that kind of, like I feel even in the interviews, they've been evolutionary in style. Like I've come a, I've come a long journey of interviewing, interviewing from since May, uh, since the beginning of May through to the end of May. And it's, it's always, it's almost been like an evolution, um, in, in, in the subject areas that we've been touching on. So, yeah, so this, this conscious relating is, um, is an area that I'm, that I'm super interested in talking about because this is where we're evolving to, right? So this is the, this is the beauty. This is the, the love. This is the expansion. This is the, this is the cosmic union that this is the, the, the full potentiality that when you commit to this journey, this is what you get to experience right and and it's it's almost like you have to you want to show people the end result um especially for those who are coming from places of trauma that you know that they know that there's a a tunnel there's a light at the end of the tunnel that this gets better well you know i want to say something about that um, just about conscious relating and about how it evolves for me I want, I knew what I wanted to say before about um, trauma and about victimhood. Like for me, um, when I got in touch with the masculine inside of me, this is part of what I got from ISTA. When I got in touch with the masculine part of me and I realized that I could keep myself safe without having to fight all the time, like I just could be safe. Then my feminine could explore. Before that, my she was like locked up in there and I was being in the masculine all the time. And um, when my feminine could come out to play, I attracted a whole different kind of person. It's so funny how that, how that just, so I've attracted a much more masculine, like my partner is super masculine and he might be the first one ever to be holding the masculine so powerfully because my girl came out and um, (laughs) it's so funny. It's the last thing I ever expected. It's subtle. Some of these things, some of these lessons, they seem like big bang when I'm learning them, but then I don't know how they're going to translate. And when they get translated into life and into action, then I go, oh, that's interesting. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Yeah. Like this is the thing we're talking about evolving relationships, but actually when you see it in real life, that's when you have to pinch yourself, right? Like that's when you have to go, Oh, this is what it looks like. <gasps> wow, am I really in this? Wow, okay. So I'm, you know, I'm yeah. starting to attract the relationships I always wanted in my life, but right. I never thought I was worthy of, or I never, you know, or I just, I just, you know, they weren't even in my periphery, right? <laughs> they weren't, they weren't even in my view. 
And so it's right. like we, we, we evolve, the more we evolve internally, the more that evolving, that evolvement re is reflected at us. So we, yes. you know, so we start to see these relationships materializing and that's, you know, like this is where I, you know, what I said before about change, we need to get comfortable with change. Like we really need to get comfortable with letting go, letting go of the old because you, you know, you won't evolve when you're when you're stuck when you're stuck in the old when you're stuck in the old story so this is what you get when you start to evolve you start to grow self-love and get all of that reflected back at you in terms of your relationships so you know yes. uh, you know i'm I'm, I'm i'm and i'm delighted for you that you see that now in your partner you know you see that that strong masculine that that embodied masculine because you've healed your inner masculine, right, Laurie? Yeah, so good, so true. And it's funny, and then he says to me, I'm just following your lead. He goes, he says, the masculine is informed by the feminine. And I just watch what you're doing and what's happening for you, and then I know what to do. And I just go, yeah, okay, if you say. <laughs> it's, so, it's, it's great, it's, uh, and it's a, it's a cosmic joke. So cosmic union, I'm just going to put in my two cents about cosmic union. Cosmic union is all informed. It's created by the cosmic joke. And it's a question of whether you could see where you're at, whoever you are, you know, it's a question of if I could see where I'm at at any given time, if I can rise above the drama or rise above the whatever I'm in, the thickness of it and go, oh yeah, this is teaching me this. You know, we can't always do it when we're in it, but um, sometimes we can. And I, I would say that Cosmic Union, just in terms of, you know, what you're covering in your summit, it's important for people to look and see, you know, where am I at now? What am I attracting and what is it telling me about where I'm at and 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 why I'm in union right now with this mm -hmm. and then we can either move or stay or you know like whatever it's part there's 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 some humor in all of it you know one thing about me I don't take anything too seriously so <laughs> so these are really serious subjects and we still have to see some humor in all of it and lightness in all of it and get the and get the vision so yeah it's great yeah. i'm very excited for what you're doing i you know i wish you the best with it i let's tell oh we need to tell people how to get in touch with you what's your website so people can come and find the summit um and and find more about you so what's the what's let's give them the info what's the site yeah right so um so i have my website um and details of the summit will be will be on the website okay. um that's where that's where i'll be driving people to um the landing page will be there and that will bring people into the summit. Um, okay. You have to just register. So my, so my website is triskelheart.com. Triskel is uh, the spelling T-R-I-S-K-E-L-E. -E. I can give you the wording of that if you need it. Um, well, let's, let's is, stop, wait, spell it slower. 
T-O-R-I-S-K-E-L-E, heart, H-E-A-R-T, dot com. Um, Triskel, so just for those of you that are wondering what the word Triskel is, it's the symbol, it's 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 the triple symbol irish symbol that you see on new grange um some of the some of the stones in in ireland um and you i'm sure you can look it up on you know google images or whatever you'll see it's a it's a it's a spiral three spirals on a on a kind of a you know a spinning wheel um but yeah so it's a it's an irish symbol that is very significant to me. is it irish or is it really predating is it celtic yeah, it's probably, it goes back to the Celtic. I'm not sure exactly of its okay. origin. I just, I, yeah, I know that it's found in a lot of the ancient sites here that would that would be Celtic or even predate them as well. So, you okay. know, mm-hmm. uh, it has, is it, it has different symbology, the triple, the triple feminine, the triple masculine. I mean, Patrick, when he came over, talked about the, the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit, um, the triple goddess. Also, life, death, rebirth. You know, it, it has the significance of three and the triangle. It's all Beautiful. there. All right. So, com. So, thank you. Thank you for being my guest today. Thank you for wanting to do this, wanting to explore this with me. I feel honored. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I want you to kick it off and really go for it. And I hope you get a tremendous audience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much, Laurie. I've, you know, I've, I've really enjoyed going into this with you and, um, and I, you know, I love the fact that you've been here and you know the context and, you know, and, um, yeah, I think there's been a really open, rich conversation as a result of that as well. So thank you for being so open and sharing. Thank you. And I think I've been in County Clare. Yeah. Yeah. Bog Hill Center, yeah. Yeah, I've been in County Clare also. I've been to Ireland three times. Each time was more amazing than the next. So when the last one, it's always amazing. So thank you. And I wish the best to you. And I wish the best for people in Ireland as well, for their mm-hmm. speedy healing and self-sovereignty to take over. <sighs> and everyone out yeah. there listening, thank you for listening. I couldn't do this without you. We couldn't do this without you. So thank you for that. And stay tuned when I'll have another amazing guest for you the next time uh, on Sex and Happiness. This is Laurie Handler signing off. Thank you for joining us today for Sex and Happiness. To learn more about Laurie and her work, please go to ButterflyWorkshops.com or follow her on Twitter or Facebook. You can send her an email at sexandhappiness at gmail.com. We'll see you again right here next week for another edition of Sex and Happiness. Oh.